welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started if you haven't heard about anger it's the easiest way to make your podcast let me tell you why first of all it's free you pay no fee whatsoever it's absolutely totally free There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. And today's episode is going to be talking about another right of the Personal Bill of Rights, and that is right number 36. And we're almost, almost there to finish all the rights from the Personal Bill of Rights. Yay! So, right number 36 um, states the following. I have a right to trust myself and forgive myself. So we talked about trusting others in the last episode and trusting others who earn our trust and not those undeserving thereof. And we talked about how that is extremely important to not only for ourselves but to form strong relationships with people and to maintain them in the long run. And I think I think you also think this, is that right number 36 should precede right number 35. Because, I mean, logically speaking, you trust yourself before you be able to trust others. Because trusting yourself first is going to help you and facilitate trusting others in the long run. So, but anyway, I mean, they both complement each other. They both complement each other anyway. So, um, let's talk about trusting oneself. Trusting oneself is just like trusting others, but you, you are more, you know yourself. If you know yourself, you know your flaws, your character, your traits, What you do, what you don't do, what you love, what you hate, what you tend towards, what you avoid, 
what you like, dislike, etc. You know yourself. And you, you should be able to trust yourself in a very normal context. In the abusive environment, in an atmosphere where so many kinds of abuse appear, emotional, mental, intellectual, spiritual, even sexual abuse, when those kinds of abuse appear in your life and the pattern is consistent and every day the same things happen or the same things happen in different ways and it's persistent you're not allowed to have any of these rights and that we are at right number 36 so far, you're not even close to having number one. You're not allowed to have feelings. You're not allowed to trust others. You're not allowed to say no. You're not allowed to say yes. You're not allowed to trust your feelings. You're not allowed to none, nada, nothing. You're not even allowed you're not, you're absolutely forbidden when you're in the middle of the abuse, but also as a consequence of the abuse to trust yourself and forgive yourself. No, you're just there as a slave, as a servant, permanently serving the demands, the never-ending demands and expectations of the narcissist, which always change and shift, and they're just not stable. And they're not... They're not achievable because of how much and how high and how frequently they change. And when you try to adapt to each one, you know, at least to reach a goal of them, there's always that kind of a bump in the road again. Like this map, which has holes in it everywhere. Every time you try to fix a hole, another one appears. And you try to fix that, and the other one appears over there. And it's a whole lot of mess. And it's unfixable. You're not allowed to trust yourself. You're not allowed to forgive yourself. Who are you to trust yourself? Who are you to believe in your own intuition? Who are you to have guidance Guidance which help you to know and distinguish between what's right and wrong. Who are you to even develop something or have something called self-confidence? You're constantly berated, belittled, compared, judged, criticized from your bottom to your top parts of your body, mind and soul, day in and day out. 
to your siblings, to their friends, to their friends' children, you name it. How dare you have the slightest amount of self-trust? And worse yet, self-forgiveness. How dare you allow yourself to apologize to yourself and forgive yourself in return? While you should always, fucking always, keep apologizing and apologizing and apologizing and apologizing to the narcissist this never-ending job of apologizing to the narcissist even when you're not wrong even if it's their mistake even when you stood up for yourself for the one time in your fucking miserable life you did it and you call them out on their bullshit and yet, you're still wrong. You still have to drop down on your knees and apologize. Kiss their ass, even. And that's up to them to forgive you or not. To make matters worse, Forgiving the narcissist. Let's talk about forgiveness for a minute. Forgiveness and acceptance and the difference between them. So forgiveness, as I read in the definition in Google, which I didn't understand at all, is that you do forgiveness for you. You only forgive other people who did something wrong or said something wrong to you. Not for the other person, but for you. And you kind of have accept. You don't accept what they did, but, like, you show remorse to that person and you just forgive them. Forgive and let go of all the wrong they did and move on. Let's talk about acceptance. Accepting something, especially after being traumatized and hurt, is different. Accepting is... You just not allowing the narcissist more chances to abuse you. Because that's what forgiveness technically is, right? Acceptance is rather stepping away from the situation and looking, and looking at it as an event. Something that happened, a phenomenon. And you're neutral in that position, and you just accept it the way it is. You don't accept abuse as part of the normal, because that's not logical, doesn't make sense. But you accept it, this abuse, if you've ever been abused in your life, as a fact. It happened. This happened, I was abused. But you don't... Forgive the narcissist. And here's why. You accept the situation, letting yourself know that, and the people who've also been through this uh, kind of same or similar kind of abuse, other survivors, 
with whom you may be in touch with. You may, yeah, you may be in touch with. Um, you don't forgive the narcissist. And you make a good choice when you don't do that. Let me ask you a question before I tell you why you shouldn't. Does the narcissist even earn your forgiveness? Do they earn your forgiveness? Do they really? I mean, if today, today they slapped you in the face and told you you have bad hair and your clothes look ugly and your success is nothing compared to your siblings or your cousin or whatever and um i don't know um, if you ever fell or had an injury you should take care of yourself. I'm not capable of doing it. I'm too old to do it. And these are the baby boomers, by the way. Forgive them. First of all, do they even apologize? Because I don't know. <laughs> they unapologetically do the things they do. Okay? They unapologetically triangulate, manipulate, gaslight, Slap you in the face, insult you, belittle you, judge you, criticize you, smear campaign you behind your back, and etc. etc. without any sort of apology. Even if they apologize, it's only because it works for their convenience. Haven't you noticed? Haven't you noticed how it only, it would only be effective for them and it will work for their best interest when they're trying to hoover you or love bomb you, that's when they apologize. They don't genuinely apologize because if, if someone is mentally healthy enough and personality speaking, or personality-wise healthy enough, if they apologize and realize that what they did is wrong, they seriously apologize and seriously try to make genuine, concrete, concrete change. And they do change. And you notice that. And then it becomes part of their habit. But it's different for the narcissist because the narcissist promises and promises and makes fake promises for you to get that bait. And then when you fall for that bait and believe it, you're then love-bombed or if you broke up with them, hoovered back in. And they bait you and bait you until you eat it. And when you eat that bait, you're done. You're back to the same cycle. You haven't gone too far. You're just back into the same vicious circle. So back to the forgiveness. 
do they earn your f forgiveness if they do everything that they do out of, first of all, choice? Because they have been abused in their childhood. But instead of seeing that abuse as a chance to change and be a symbol that the society can depend on to stop that abuse, no, they made the conscious aware choice and decision to keep doing what has always been done to finish what the previous generations had started. So why you should why should you never forgive the narcissist, may I ask? It's because they don't earn your forgiveness. They do not earn or deserve your forgiveness because they never change. All they do is for their pleasure because they have, oh, will they come up with these excuses like I haven't, I didn't know any better. I was raised this way. We were told this way. We were done this way. We were, we were taught this way and we didn't know any better, but who the fuck are you kidding? Because you're an adult and you can make choices for yourself, but you're just too self-centered and too egotistical. It's hard for you to consider others while you keep hurting them and you enjoy hurting them and you enjoy exploiting them for your advantage and you enjoy getting all the attention all around and you enjoy um being arrogant around people and thinking you're the best and enjoy loving that grandiose feeling that you have the superpower of intelligence and beauty and you're in, and you enjoy being envious of others because you've always thought you're in competition with with others all the time and you enjoy all of that constant pattern of all these traits and it works for you. Only you. But you don't. And you enjoy the fact that you don't have any empathy for others because, well, it makes you feel less than a human. So you enjoy all of these traits only for you because they work in your convenience. But have you thought about others? Of course not. You make the choice of living this life that revolves around you in a world that you think revolves only around you and works only to your best convenience and not others. And you think you earn forgiveness. Really? Really? You really think you earn forgiveness after all of that? I mean, survivors of narcissism give chances. We give you another chance. Tomorrow they will change. Tomorrow they will make a change. Tomorrow they will do something differently. Tomorrow is gonna be different. Tomorrow they're gonna 
cook a better meal tomorrow they're gonna stop criticizing me tomorrow they're gonna stop comparing me to others tomorrow they're gonna stop belittling my efforts and success tomorrow they're gonna actually celebrate my success and genuinely be happy for me tomorrow they're gonna stop treating me like a pile of shit and actually consider me like a human being but every single day we're we're hoping for something we're hoping for that thing for that spark of of of, of something positive to come our way but what do we what do we get nothing all we get is the same type of shit repeating itself so what do we have to hope for do you even apologize for the things you do in the first place you do them unapologetically because you know it works for you so why the hell apologize for them see and you think the whole world thinks the way you do and you must earn our forgiveness not in a million years sorry nope however nevertheless we survivors must on the other side think about what we can do to forgive ourselves instead focus on ourselves if we should trust be able to trust and forgive ourselves after all the abuse that we have gone through then there certainly must be some sort of change that's going to happen right if we can learn to trust ourselves learn to listen to that gut feeling and be able to distinguish and be able to let it vibe or ring between within us and alert alert us whenever it needs to warn us whenever it has to and we believing in it believing in it warning us that something is wrong should definitely work in our advantage right and our gut feeling telling us that this is something good then we should be able to trust it right we should be able to know for sure if someone or something or some place is safe enough for us to stay in it or leave right we should be able to determine that cuz we do have the choice also we can still have the choice to save ourselves and be able to trust ourselves despite the abuse so um as support for this idea i don't really have much to say 
on my own, so I basically did a little research, and I researched an article about trusting yourself. You know, it's very important to know what to do. So trusting yourself, and this is brought to you from healthyplace.com. And another one. Actually, I have like three, three sources of information. So anyway, let's go through them real quick. So trusting yourself after an abusive relationship. This one is taken from healthyplace.com. So number one, pay attention to how you were right about a person or situation in the past. Sometimes we, we just, we get this suspicious feeling that something is not right. Something is wrong. And after a lot of damage happened and a lot of abuse went on and then the relationship ended. So what we notice is that, hmm, well, come to think of it, I was actually right about that person. Seems to be not safe. So this, when we pay attention to how right we were in the past, definitely reminds us that our instincts are good. Very good, actually. And they help work in our best interest, but also protect us. Number two, decide what qualities you want in friends and partners. And you can't really decide them out of thin air. Of course, you should be able to have a list around of things you're looking for in friends and partners. Of course, different lists because a friend is uh, different than a romantic partner, so you should be having a list. And deciding that and knowing that will help you determine the good people from the bad and definitely reminds you to pay attention to what you want. Paying attention to what you want that works in your favor and helps you create healthy, healthy long-term relationships with people. Friendships as well as romantic relationships. Number three, observe other people to see if they behave in ways Definitely you must observe how people behave, especially if you're trying to see if you, if the people around you behave in ways that you're looking for them, for the way they behave. So if you, if you find the way that they open doors, pay, pay for a date, I don't know, uh, invite you over to a party, if they do these things and be sure that, um, you observe those, and how consistent with them they are, because that lets you know that these people, if these people are worth staying with or not. And this definitely reminds you that talk is cheap. Prefer, prefer to stay around someone who does the shit, who, who does, I mean, you would much prefer, I think, to stay around people who do the shit they say they do rather than the people who don't do the shit they say, the shit they brag about. It's always better to see action. And talk is cheap compared to action because actions speak much louder than words. If I said that proverb right. <laughs> and number four... Hold back personal information until you observe the qualities you want to trust. Obviously, 
definitely you don't need to rush and put all your cards on the table because that's gonna backfire and it's gonna work against you so you might as well retain some personal information and bring them out gradually and slowly and with time but also whenever whenever the time is right this reminds you that you do deserve privacy and you do deserve to have boundaries and things that are not supposed to be shared and things that are that can be shared sometimes and most importantly privacy because we all have secrets and we all share uh, some information and leave out information that might hurt us or hurt the people we're trying to make a connection with. So those are extremely important and helpful for me and hopefully for you. Well, I'm pretty sure it's helpful for you as well. So, um, so these are ways you can... You can trust yourself. So, now that we talked about self-trust, it's important to talk about self-forgiveness as a way to self-evolve regardless of the abuse. And self-forgiveness revolves around you trying to accept, accept the past as part of life, not a life sentence, but rather a life lesson, and that you... You don't just forgive and forget, but you come to terms with what happened to you and that you learn the lesson and move on. And this is there's a short article that I'd like to share with you here. Ten ways ten ways to forgive yourself and let go of the past by mindbodygreen.com. So number one is recognize that the past is the past. We don't have to hold on to the past as much as we think we do. Because if we do, then we find ourselves stuck in a previous previous uh, circle of the chain. And we're not really making any progress. So if we do realize that the past is the past. And that it's gone. And that we should be able to focus on the present moment. It's very important. And realize that. Since the past remains in the past, that means we cannot undo what we already did to try to fix it. What's done is already done, and therefore it stays in the past. Which also means maybe next time in the future, if we come across the same situation, you know, maybe thunder strikes twice, um, we can act slightly differently, and maybe this time we'll get different results, hopefully better results. Number two is become clear on your morals and values as they are right now. Think about what you what you value right now and how that's different from the past to start to get a clearer picture as to why you're hurting. Yeah, you should be able to be clear about your morals and values and have them written in visible to you and clear and a way for you to do that is write them down and hang them in a place where you're always seeing them so that you remind yourself what your morals and values are feel free to also amend them from time to time 
Make sure you have a very genuine good list. Like honest with yourself list of values and morals that you have always cherished and have always believed in. So that you know what your standards are, you know what to expect from future encounters and relationships next time. Number three, then start acting in accordance with them. Obviously, you don't want to just have them hang around and then just forget about them and read them and forget about them. You also are going to try to act on them because they represent a practical guide in your life for everyday, for day-to-day situations and acting on them will pretty much change your perspective every time you see a different result happening. So try and act on them accordingly. Number four is remind yourself that you're doing the best you can. Obviously, we're not striving for perfection here. Remind yourself that you're doing the best you can, okay? Um, Your actions always depend on the skills you have, the frame of mind, the perspective, and, and how we perceive a situation in our world. Cut yourself a break. It wasn't in vain, okay? What happened wasn't long gone and finished and that's it, you know? At least you got something from that thing, which it either shaped your... It must have shaped your skill somewhere, developed your perspective in a way, or helped you build more experience upon the experiences you've had in your life. So you must have learned something from it, okay? And you have done the best you can, at least. Maybe not the best of the best but at least best enough for you to be proud of yourself and say okay at least i did something and maybe maybe i gained something out of it out of this thing that happened number five give yourself a read a redo sorry write down what you would have done how you have done things differently if you could go back and do them again It's okay to sometimes want things to be done in different ways. Just have them written down and, you know, think about how you could have done them in different ways. And probably it'll help in the future situations if, again, similar situations happen. You might remember what you wrote before as, if this thing happened, I'm going to do it differently this time. So... If the future situations come your way, then you might try act on them. Number six, identify your biggest regrets. It's often helpful to focus on behavior patterns instead of individual regrets. Yeah, um, biggest regrets are just the things that we really should have done and we know we should have done, but we maybe didn't have time or didn't have the right opportunity, so identify them and try to work on them. Number seven, tackle the big ones, of course. And apologize to people who mean well to you 
and never and who also never harmed you and do trust you number eight turn the page it's time to turn the page on those events and accept them as part of your story they all contributed to building and making you the person you are today yeah so this is where you move out not move out (laughs) move on um I just have to come to terms with what we talked about in the very beginning of this episode is that you accept things because they happen, you know? They just happened the way they did and you did the, you did your best and now it's part of the past. So now it's time for a brand new blank page and you focus on that page instead of reminiscing and trying to wish things were different. It's okay to turn the page and start over. Maybe this time better chances will come your way, right? Number 10, cut yourself some slack. Or give yourself a break. Um, new behavior and thinking, beha- new behavior and thinking pattern aren't easy and take a lot of energy and dedication of attention and time to learn and master them. But don't stress yourself out to make everything perfect. Realize you will hate what you do and make mistakes as you go. What I meant by saying you'll hate what you do because we always hate what we do in the moment of doing them because we're constantly resisting the fact that we should be doing this thing when it's helping us be more productive. I mean, dig it in anything, homework, your job, everyday job, you're cleaning the house, cleaning up your room, I don't know, playing the game you've always wanted to play, but you're also scared of the boss fight. (laughs) Uh, Just things like that, you know. And making mistakes as you go is part and parcel of every single thing we do in in our life. So it's totally okay to make mistakes and to hate the things we do because we need to cut ourselves some slack. And just not strive for perfection, you know? And these things, these thinking patterns and behavior patterns definitely take a lot of energy and take a lot of concentration, dedication of time and energy to be mastered. And mistakes and failure and mistakes and failure take a lot, a a huge toll on us and maybe even surrendering. But the persistence and the the intention of getting back up and continuing regardless is the most awesome thing anyone and every one of us can do. To forgive ourselves and move on, especially after abusive relationships, you know? You just have to realize that mistakes happen and we learn from our mistakes and try to make better mistakes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fail better. Um, and number 10, finally, move towards self-love. Think kind thoughts to yourself. Try, okay? Because abuse, what abuse does to us is it imposes these false narratives and these bad 
toxic consuming negative thoughts in our minds and what they become is the thinking pattern despite of us despite of how we originally think so try intentionally and on purpose to think those positive things about yourself be kind to yourself in your mind at least when you're thinking okay and show yourself some compassion even though you have been hurt and abused and damaged throughout all this time you really really deserve compassion and the first person who should be able to provide you that is yourself so you should be able to provide yourself some compassion and some love and some care before anybody else does that because if you're able to show yourself compassion be sure that you will save yourself as soon as a red flag is waving at you when once a new relationship is about to start so you'll know that for sure so consider getting involved with a trained therapist for an outside perspective obviously i mean if you can't okay cuz therapy costs but if you can look for free resources that are available sorry on the internet and that will help you for sure so think about for example doctors online such as dr romney or katie morton or Carmen Bryant or Ross Rosenberg people like that are making themselves available on the internet to for you to talk about your story and have different perspectives briefly bottom line should you trust the narcissist absolutely not cuz all they do is compulsively lie to you gaslight you manipulate you smear campaign behind your back gangstalk you mobbing against you uh the list goes on should you forgive the narcissist not in a trillion fucking years no because they will never change they will never change they love doing the things they do because it's part of their fucked up personality they love doing the things the that, that do oh my god can't make sentences right now they love doing the shit they've always been trained to do because they enjoy it they make the conscious choice of making things work for their own best interest regardless of others and because they never made the conscious aware adult choice to stop the abuse that has been started by the previous generations and ancestors break the chain no they have to continue the fucking chain continue the fucking curse and continue the fucking abuse and fucking everybody up so it never ever 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 think of forgiving the narcissist okay they don't deserve it they don't earn it you might as well move on move on with your goddamn life they made your life hell and miserable enough already they made you live with satan himself and have a sleepover at his castle 
and they made you enjoy it. So you might as well fucking up and leave because what about you? You know? What about your life? What about your future? So what? People who have gone through a ton of shit with the emotional, sexual, you name it, types of abuse have gone no contact and have lived their really decent, awesome, very human life, if not the best life, without the the presence of these dirty people in their lives. And it's the best revenge you can you, you can do to get rid of these people out of your life. If you go no contact, that's what's gonna drive them insane and that's where you win. That's where they're gonna smear campaign, they're gonna go to third people, they're gonna go look for people who are gonna back them up and they're gonna make you go, they're gonna make you look crazy and sound nuts and make sure you go back to that vicious cycle. But if you're strong enough as a rock, as the bump in the road that will stop their car and flip it over their heads and make them die, then yeah, you win. Otherwise, not so much. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. And remember, you have this right, okay? You have the right to trust and forgive yourself before you trust and forgive anybody else. So, folks, that's a wrap for this episode, and as you can guess, this is my goodbye speech. <laughs> uh, just kidding. I hope you found this episode enlightening to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor FM or any other platform where, where you'll find my podcast available, like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and recently I've added my podcast in TuneIn as well as Red Circle. That's where you'll find my podcast also available. I'd also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee. If you have any topic suggestions, questions, some feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message and I'll take care of that. So to conclude, this was Self Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maram, and I will see you in the next episode.